Welcome to Get Gig Ready. If you're a music maker emerging or early in your career, or even a veteran looking to brush up on the basics, we're here to get you close to some amazing local talent to help amp up your skills. Get Gig Ready is presented by City of Ride, Lane Cove Council, the Live Music Office, Music New South Wales, and 2SER with support from Macquarie University. Today, I am joined by Tim from On Collective, a wonderful, uh, I guess, psychedelic performer here in Sydney's music world, uh, who I was able to catch uh, at Glebe in 2019's Vivid, I think. You were there? Yeah, I I wow. had to uh, I had to leave the show early at a bit of a chaotic story involving a missed flight and a friend who was overseas from Canada, but I did get bits of the show at least. Yeah, there were a couple of moments where that door opened halfway through the performance that bummed me out. Well, <laughs> tell you what, if two years later, if I get to tell you now that at least one of those door openings was no fault of your own, <laughs> I, I hope that can assuage yes. any guilt you might have felt. Oh yeah. I've actually convinced myself since then that if someone has something that they really have to do in the middle of my show, I like champion them to go do it long as it's something and avoiding themselves or their life yeah i can i can maybe get into it another time i'll save it i'll save it for off the show but there's there's quite the story to that particular endeavor anyway yeah let's talk about that vivid performance how did that come about because that like huge kind of kaleidoscope feel you had to it was really impressive was it you know what was the team putting that together like and how did it come about it came about by too many of my people in my life telling me that i can't do stuff and yeah, a, a, a chat with a PR agent who was saying that I needed to perform basically because the the music industry is changing and record sales, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, performance, like artists make a living by performing these days. So yeah. I, I knew that I didn't want to cop out and do something half-assed, um, but I also didn't really have the money to do anything extravagant. And I called up um, some people to get some quotes for, so I've got like the two projection screens, one transparent one in the front that I hide behind and then the back one. Mm. And it was like 15 grand for just the projections and for the screens. So yeah, I didn't have that money and I just decided to like learn how to weld basically. That, that's like a part of the show towards the end. I just rant about like how my two hands made everything happen and Anyone with two hands can do something extravagant, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's just like it was it's like I find it to be an entertaining story, but I think it's a fairly boring 18 month story <laughs> of like ordering stupidly big amounts of like chiffon uh, from the US because Australia doesn't even make chiffon that size, like three meters by seven meters. That's the actual like screen you use for the kind yeah. of kaleidoscope projections. Yeah. So I ordered that from, from the US, ironed it all out with, with a hand oh, iron, <laughs> um, and then rolled it out on like the floor of an abandoned building and a basketball court at a school and just sewed it in the middle of the night and hammered it and, yeah, like had some pretty, like had a couple of security guards rock up <laughs> with like a sewing machine and a hammer and just like a drill and and just like seven meters of fabric and a green screen. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, they thought I was like breaking in or something and they rocked up and there's like a flashlight and stuff. And they're just like, 
what are you doing? Just like absolutely mind blown. I just like told him, I was just like, I don't have anywhere to go. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just making a, a projection screen basically. And they were like, you got to get out of here. Like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a war story for the road. I, I, I love that. And I'm so impressed that that's like what went into that show. I guess yeah. having to learn to kind of be a master of multiple mediums, I think, I read that online that you, uh, for one of your last singles, uh, E is the way it's pronounced. Yeah, Yume E, yeah. Uh, you started working on the video clip for that two years before you even started working on the song. What inspires you, I guess, to be so diverse in the mediums you work in rather than just focusing on the music? I guess it would depend on in every case, but running with this example, Kanye, Kanye inspires me. The video clip is like a, an appropriation of one of his video clips called um, Famous, his video clip for yeah. Famous, where you get 12 yeah, super famous people naked in a bed all waxed up and, and he's lying in the middle. Um, and at this stage, I was just like really obsessed with uh, being prolific, basically, mm. i.e. being famous. So, so obsessed that I tattooed it on my leg with YOLO on the other leg. And... Yeah, just just like basically got in a bed with 12 of myself. That's, that's a quote that will make no sense to anyone who hasn't actually <laughs> seen the image. <laughs> but there'll, uh, there'll be a link on the podcast if you want the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, so if you've ever wanted to get in a bed with 12 of yourself, um, I made that dream come true. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it's sort of amusing on narcissism as well. And it's just like around that time, it was probably probably just after vivid um like an industry person who i really admired wanted wanted to come to the show they came to the show and and they left half I, th that was the other door opening well, there we go both um, explained solved yeah yeah <laughs> yeah except yeah, the other story is a little bit more brutal than yours Ooh. and yeah they just didn't oh, no. like it and and i hit them up and i was like i got a i got a little instagram video and i was like well you came and they were like, yeah, I left after this many songs. I was like, oh, my God, and I asked them how it went. And we basically, yeah, we met up. And um, he just tore into me, really tore into me. Um, and, I, he, like, he works for a venue that is basically my dream. Um, so, yeah, it's important that he likes my stuff. And it wasn't just about the show, like he didn't have anything good to stay to say about it, but he also said how it was just a reflection of me as a person, just like extremely narcissistic. And and I was just like, Yeah, I I know. And he was sort of shocked that I was aware that I have narcissistic qualities. And I was just like, I'm just journeying on like expressing it and loving it instead of hating it, because like there are too many parts of myself that I could hate and then send off into oblivion and then be half of a whole human being rather than trying to embrace it all basically yeah i think i think especially looking at like the kanye example that you were bringing up there that's something that he enormously publicly has had to deal with over the course of his career and clearly has caused yeah. him like a lot of strife you know what are some of the ways that you try to like I guess, you know, both contain yourself, but also deal with some of the pushback that comes from having that type of personality in a public sphere. Oh, yeah, totally, totally embracing it and making the most out of it. Like I'd been attacked for my narcissism as the example, or like the, the pseudo religious element of the whole thing mm. and just double down on it and just shine the narcissistic pseudo religious element, which is basically 
like basically what that you may video clip is in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. It just, I, I like, I, I practice psychotherapy as well. I'm really interested in, in shadow work and like Jung and Freud and stuff. And that's, that's basically, it's a huge part of my life now creatively is like wearing and expressing the most forbidden parts of myself in an attempt to integrate them and be a more whole healthy human being and I think that's why people hate Kanye so much like looking at him from like an archetypal perspective he is the shadow of mankind yeah and everyone hates their shadow so of course they're gonna hate him but that's his he is like one man taking on the effort of the entire human race, trying to integrate our entire shadow by putting it on a plate for us. Yeah. It's kind of interesting there because another thing that you've got me thinking about is I remember up on your Twitter account, you had uh, the pin tweet talking about how one of your most like successful songs is one that you don't really vibe with. How how does it feel having something that you don't connect with as well take a spotlight where maybe you don't want it there's a little bit of a sigh there so yeah that song's um it's the bane of me but um i've ju- I was just like i've just bounced a song today that is the sequel to that song that song is my a and i've just bounced a sequel to that which i think i've just been aiming to be like even more liked it's just another one of those really simple mm. folky nostalgic acoustic songs and I plan for people to really like it and the the way that I sort of rationalized feeling good about it since it is kind of just like a pretty heavy sigh at the same time is that people are gonna dig that kind of simple folk offering and I'll just ride the fact that people are digging that into people's ears to get out mm. all the other stuff that I have to get out. Like, yeah. Is that the one I saw you posting about? You had like 21 pages of lyrics for it or something? Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah. I guess talking about uh, may E and, and that there, when it comes to like editing yourself down, because, you know, you were mentioning that maybe you want to keep sh- songs shorter for the radio. You don't want to like drag things out. I guess to me as someone who really loves like progressive music and songs that just go on for way longer than they reasonably should, but still kind of stick around and have that energy. Yeah. Why is it important to you to display something at the length that you want it to be? I'm going to answer it by saying that I've got an EP that's coming out. So there are three, four songs in it. One of them's two minutes. One of them's like 30 seconds. One of them's a minute. And then one of them's like eight minutes. Mm -hmm. And the eight minute one is the juice. Like that's the one. And that's just, I can't boil down. Like when I get passionate about something, it's so difficult Mm. not to include the entire rant. Yeah. Yeah. And the last song is sort of like, it wraps all of them up. And so that's how I'm going to answer the question, which is um, before, uh, before music was a product, it was art. And I think like that's a part of just producting things is wrapping them up in a nice little package that can be sold in every possible shelf and in every possible playlist. And, and yeah, it's a bit of bullying, like bullying by the masses really, because the masses 
essentially want to hear shorter, catchy songs. And a part of me is yeah. just like, I will not be bullied by the masses. Like every like every <laughs> artist struggling with integrity, basically, is just like, I will give you what I want to give you, not what you want me to give you. But I mean, at the, at the same time, you know, that's in some ways how you have to stand out. And it's like, it's definitely a, a risk from like a business perspective. Yeah. But it sounds like that's not necessarily what it's about. Yeah. And that's totally cool. Yeah. I mean, like this song, the sequel to My IA goes for three minutes and 33 seconds. That's the one that I've chopped down from 21 pages to 12 lines. I mean, even then, like, you know, performing that song live, you still have those 21 pages of lyrics and maybe like a different audience gets a different section of that yeah. passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe live they'll get the full 21 pages. Well, I've, I've even considered just like, cause yeah, it is, it is partially about giving them what they want, but I'm, I'm going more and more into just doing what I need to do. And a part of that, I think might just be a poetry reading before that song, just going the full 21 pages before I say like, and that's all boiled down into this three minutes, 33 seconds. Yeah. I mean, and you know, going back to that vivid performance, that's definitely like what I took away from that is that like, there was so much like just presence to the art and what you wanted to be doing in that performance. And I think that's something that's really stuck out the more I've like done research for this interview. Yeah. Um, it is, it has been such a pleasure talking with you here on get gig ready. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of that EP. So thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you. We're going to leave you now with my A by Om collective, the track that we were speaking about for a little bit there and it's conflicting success. So enjoy it. Thanks for joining us here on get gig ready. We'll see you next time.
Grand finale at 520 sharp.